Maybe you should go and do some contemplating. Hi, I'm Rachel McElroy. Hi, I'm Griffin McElroy. And we're parents. Yay! That wasn't very enthusiastic. <laughs> we have a very special guest in the studio today. Hi! Hello, hello! <laughs> Go ahead and introduce you. I'm Hamley. That's, I didn't, it's, first of all, it's great to have you here. Went through a whole lot just to, just to get you in the studio today. A lot of schedule coordination. Um, but he's it, already got a book deal. He got a book deal, but and understandably so because you're, um, you're what? You're like nine days old. Yeah, that's right. And you are talking. Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty wild, Rachel. You seem pretty chill with this arrangement. <laughs> I'm like surprised. Uh, this is Rose Buddies. Mommy, I'm a talking baby. This is going to be the whole episode. I hope you like oh, this creepy baby God, voice. I don't like it. You don't like it. No. Should we start over? Should we, you know what it is? It's his mic. His mic is wrong. We his need mic, to adjust. Yeah, we need to put mic. a pop filter on it. Yeah. I really hit my plosives. He knows the word plosives, babe. This is crazy. It's beautiful. Um, we are back after missing last week, uh, and if you're upset about that, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. We're, we've been going through some stuff. Um, our uh, our baby for those for those that aren't in the Facebook group or on Twitter. Oh, you're being so quiet. I think he's good to go. I don't think you. Oh no, he's moving. Okay. Um, well, our we're baby. Gonna, we're gonna we're gonna be at about this volume. Our baby was born December fifth. Nope. Incorrect. Nope. That's today's. That baby. was when he was due. That's when he was due. That's today, babe. <laughs> uh, he was born November twenty fifth. Mm-hmm. Black Friday. Went into labor Black on Thanksgiving. Friday, thank yeah. You, uh, thank you, Henry. Yeah. Um. Everybody did. Everybody did great, y'all. Six pounds nine ounces. Mm-hmm. It's got. It's got some nice blonde hair. Beautiful blonde hair. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. I mean, it's got Rachel's my pouty lips. Everything. <laughs> no, just my lips. I didn't and my get chin. up on this kid at all. Well, we don't know that. Uh, well, maybe he'll age into my particular form of. And maybe he'll have your nimble gaming fingers. That's oh. So that's all I've got. Then is my. <laughs> My nimble gaming thing, fingers. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad that you look at me and you see. Uh, sometimes that's a dude that could crush some Donkey Kong. Sometimes some nimble fingers is all is all a girl oh, needs. Hey, baby, <laughs> our child is in the room. That's close. <laughs> um. Yeah. Thank you all for sticking with us. A lot of folks uh, sent us some great gifts to the PO box throughout this whole process. Um, yeah, we got some great uh, swaddling blankets that we're using regularly from. We're using one right now from Angie Stansel, I believe. Uh, thank you very much, Angie. We got home and like we have like four special like swaddling pieces of machinery, but very few blankets. So that was actually extremely helpful. Thank you. Yeah. Um. So we have a baby now, and. The, it's going to be pretty wild for a And there's a, bit. a break in the Bachelor Bachelorette franchise right yes, now. Yes, thank you. I do want to say, Henry, you did come on Thanksgiving, which kind of harshed my buzz. You did come in the evening. Um, so we did get that lunch in, I guess. But you know what? I don't want to. I don't want to. Yeah, way to put our baby on blast. Well, episode one. It's episode like 40. Um, <laughs> uh, but he was kind enough to wait one day after we finished the Canadian Bachelorette. So thank yeah. you very much for that. We literally... The things popped off the day after that episode went up. So yeah. Oh, and we got a real nice note from, from Jasmine. Jasmine, the best in the game. Jasmine herself just thanking us for 
for putting this community together. Take this jacket off because there's another person in the studio and like the body heat is yeah. like different. Uh-huh. This He's already messing with the flow a little bit, I feel like. Maybe this was a mistake. <laughs> uh, so all that to say, we needed something to watch in the interim. Oh, and did we find it, guys? Um, we actually probably would not have thought to look into the show that we're talking about today without the help of some of our Rose Buddies listeners who recommended it to us. Thank you all our lifesavers. It's probably the most fun I've had watching television this year, if not like the past few years. That is not an exaggeration. Yeah. We're talking about Terrace House Boys and the gr- Boys and Girls in the City. <laughs> and I have to really every time I say it people think I'm saying terrorist house, but it's not. Yeah, it's or Tara's house. Ter- no, Terrace, like the what it, what's a terrace even? It's like a balcony or something? Yeah. All right. It's like that, but house, boys and girls in the city. It is a Japanese reality show that is on Netflix, and it, you go watch it. Go watch it immediately. You I, know what I looked up today? What did you look up? Because I wanted to let our listeners know we'd be talking about the whole season. Oops, we watched 46 episodes. We yes. just had a baby. We had some time on our hands. 46 episodes. Now, they're short, right? They're only 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's a little it's better. It's still an unconscionable amount of television to <laughs> yeah. watch. Because we started, I feel like we started watching it like Before. the week of Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, we started it like that Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. And now it is... So over the course of two weeks, we finished the whole show. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> um, it is, it is, even if you think it is not going to be your jam, I guarantee you it is going to be your jam. It is one of, it is one of the most finely crafted reality shows I've ever seen, complete with like narrative arcs that put scripted shows to shame. It is. It is the best reality show I've maybe ever seen, and I'm so excited to talk about it. Yeah, so so here's what I thought. So since we watched the whole season, I recognize that a lot of our listeners have not had the time or capacity to do so. So I know that like our my family and your well your our family uh, specifically Justin and Travis just told me he's dipping. Oh, into Travis, it. Dipped Travis in? is dipping Great. into now, and I know they're not finished, so I don't want to spoil okay. it. For them, and I don't want to spoil it for the rest of our listeners. So I think maybe for the first 20 minutes, we'll probably at least 20 minutes, we'll talk about the show generally, mm-hmm. and then we'll start talking about characters. And if you hear a character's name that you don't recognize, you should probably tap out. Because here is the thing, and I know there's some people who just aren't going to listen and they just want to hear us talk about it, and you, y'all can hang, that's fine. I would still encourage you to go listen. Some of the best stuff that happens in this show happens in the last like five episodes. The last five episodes of this show... It's so good because I was so sad that it was ending because we don't have another television show to leapfrog to right now. Uh, we're talking about getting back into Top Chef, but... Um, we're not going to do a Top Chef no, 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 podcast. No. Um, I mean, it's just going to be like a Tom Colicchio fan cast. Oh, oh, we're good. Let's drop it down a few decibels. <laughs> um, the last five episodes of this show, you're all worried like, oh no, it's ending, it's ending. And then the last five episodes just come in. Like, a, it's fucking miraculous, the things that happened in the last five episodes of this so, show. So, let's kind of, let's, so how, how is this show different, maybe? So, there's a lot of comparisons to real world. A lot of people talk about it as real world, because it is boys and girls in a single dwelling. I was trying to think if I could do the whole intro that they do um, for each episode, oh. which was Konbanwa. Which means good evening. That's like one of eight Japanese words I know. Yeah. Maybe we should talk about like oh, that. Yeah. Like so um Rachel and I went to Japan on our honeymoon in twenty thirteen. For two weeks. For two weeks. We took a two week trip, we went to Tokyo, we went to Hakone, which I almost went to. Uh and, which is like this hot spring resort town uh, about an hour and a half outside of Tokyo. And then we went to Kyoto 
um, which is the old old capital of Japan, and uh, just like a lot more traditional and a lot more like older, a lot of like historic, historic stuff like that. Yeah, um, it's the best trip I've ever taken, and uh, like the best two weeks of my whole life. And I think we both like are since we got back, like since the day we got back, like we've just been dying to get back to some capacity. It will be a while now. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if Henry will well, appreciate it. Well, if Henry's book does really well. That's a good point. Maybe his tour will take us there. Yeah. I want to go to Thailand. We can go to both. <laughs> I don't understand why it has to be an either or. Um, so I, I don't... Here's the thing, and I'm trying to think of the best way to talk about this. Like, I wouldn't say you and I are like huge buffs on Japanese culture. Like the, no. the the way I was, the best way I can describe it. And I hope this is not like, um, reductive at all is like, I love Japan because we went there and it was like the best place I've ever been, but I'm not like a huge, like anime guy. Like it's not coming from that. Like, I think there is a, a, a probably an impression that like, uh, if yeah. you're a, a nerdy dude who plays video games and you're into Japan stuff, then you're into like, I guess like otaku culture, yeah. and that's that's not that's really not where it's coming from. No, I just it's not think like it's I met coolest. Griffin, and you know he revealed to me his deep love of everything Japanese. No, I mean, uh, I mean, I've played fucking Japanese video games in my life, so maybe this is like a weird caveat to put in there. But like, yeah. I just genuinely think it is the coolest country from like a tourism standpoint, and like Japanese food is my favorite food. But we'd have never watched like a Japanese television show before. No. Um, we watched a lot while we were over there. And, you know, there's no very few subtitles. And so it was all kind of novel, I guess. Yeah. Um, well, so wait, let's, let's, let's go back to talking about well, the format. Well, all, all that was to say, like, I loved Terrace House, but it, it's not my, this was not our, this isn't our niche. No. It's just fucking great like it's just great no yeah like if you're if you're listening to this and, and you haven't checked it out because you're like well i'm not like i'm not a huge fan of everything japanese like neither are we yeah um, so the show so the show so the show is set up kind of like the real world uh three men three women live in a house together um and you follow them around as they live their lives it's in it's in tokyo at yes. an undisclosed location in tokyo um yes and uh, it takes place over the course of what starts as 18 weeks, but then gets extended to like 36 weeks. And I think it ends at 48 weeks. And uh, that's, so almost a whole year. That's about where the similarities end to yes. the real world, because um, there are a bunch of different components. Broadly speaking, it is a show in which these six people, three men, three women, try to date each other. There's two things. There's really two things that they just try to do, uh, and that is either date each other or work towards their extremely lofty ambitions, or towards their well, like, or, or or not. Not all of them are quite so lofty with their ambitions, right? Those people date the ones who aren't lofty ambitions. They yeah. they just date, uh, and that's fine. You know, chase chase your bliss. Um, and what's what's really wonderful about the show is that everybody is supporting for the most part, everybody's supporting everybody else in those two endeavors. Yeah. So there's people who come on the show like, I want to be a professional ballerina even though there's like three of those jobs per year. And everybody's like, you can do it. Work really hard. Well, yeah. So that's that's one key difference. So unlike the real world where people kind of pick up and move their lives to wherever the season is, these people all live and maintain their jobs in the city that they already are Some in. Some of them come from outside of Tokyo. Yeah. Um, and yeah, but most of them already have work set up. So, so unlike real world, there's not you know there's not some big 
job that all they six all of them are together. expected to work at. They have their lives outside of the house. And in fact, um, because the working day is like, the the expectations of, of the working day are fairly, you know, long, long hours. Uh, there's a lot of time where you're just not, they're just not at the house. Like most of the scenes don't have all six people in them because people are constantly at work. Yeah. Some characters, um, just like you never see, like you don't, you, there will be whole episodes where they are not present. They travel a lot to other countries to like do well, work in those countries. Well, and so each, each episode is a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what we're seeing is an entire week distilled into one episode. Uh, so you'll usually see everybody at some point, but sometimes they're only in an episode for a few minutes. Um, another thing, and I, we're v- kind of verging on spoiler territory here, but I'm not going to reveal anything too much uh, that sets it apart from real world, is the cast switches out constantly. Yeah, so this is interesting. You know, on real world, a lot of times people will get removed from the show by vote of their castmates um, or, you know, they have some kind of tragedy or emergency Um, on this show. uh, The cast will remove themselves if they feel they have accomplished what they wanted to while they were there. If they've gotten everything that they think they're going to get out of the house or or they want to focus on school or they want to focus on their, you know, baseball season or, or whatever, they will remove themselves from the house. Which is which is and, staggering. And which is sometimes with almost no notice at all. No, nope, like, leaving tomorrow. Bye. I'm leaving Terrace House tomorrow. So the cast is no, no joke. Every two or three episodes, somebody's dropping, and usually the same day or the next day after they leave, uh, somebody some, new rolls somebody up. new comes in, and it's the same gender. Uh, so they always and, have and that, that three on three new dating opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like this is a show about like shipping real people. <laughs> Like, I, and that's that's something that we do constantly when we're watching Bachelor, right? And Bachelorette, like, oh, those two are so cute together. Um, and that's like, that is all that this show is. Yeah. I'm not kidding, guys. Like, there's no, th- the big thing that we haven't talked about, there's no fighting, really. And when there yeah. is fighting, it is usually over something uh, that starts out fairly banal and then, like, kind of snowballs into a bigger thing. But there's no, like, I don't think anybody yells. There's no yelling. We watched 46 episodes of the show. Nobody <laughs> yeah. ever yells. There's no, like... Yeah. Because it's a different... And we have to be careful here, because I really don't want to, like, um, say, like, oh, well, that's just that's just Japanese culture, because this show is absolutely not, um, you know, representative of what, like, every Japanese person is like. Yeah, they're still casting. Like. These people are still deliberately chosen. If we thought that this was representative of, like, a you know, typical Japanese life then we would be saying that like every japanese person is either a model or an entertainer <laughs> or a student of some sort or a dancer or a dancer yeah, yeah. um but there's d- broadly speaking there's no there's no like there's no artificial like drama and there's no like buck wild fights like it is the it is the antithesis of yeah. are you the one this last season of are you the one where there were like fist fights every episode and there were uh, you know, people would just get, like, too fucked up and couldn't handle it and then would, like, you know, attack somebody else. Or, you know, there's no geo. If you combined all of the nastiness that happened across the entire, like, <laughs> s- series that we watched, it would not equal one day of geo's nastiness on Are You the One? So, like, it is a very, um, it's a very reserved show. By which I mean, like, it's, it, you don't get a lot of stuff. Like, if you want these two ki- these two people who you think are cute together to kiss... They're going to take a dozen episodes to get there. Well, and I'm curious, and this comes up later in the season, I'm curious how popular this show is in Japan, because the 
cast members seem to have a real awareness of the responsibility of being on this show. Like, like yeah. I am on display. Uh, I want to be seen as somebody who is a high achiever, you know, and who is is handling this appropriately. Judging by the number of followers they all have on Instagram, because I did definitely start following some of them, yeah. it's pretty fucking popular. Okay, good. It's a pretty, it's a pretty uh, popular uh, show. The other thing I'll say before we get to the panel part of it oh. is that there are no confessionals. Unlike, yes. unlike real world, there is no room where they go in by themselves and talk directly to the camera. So if you're going to find anything out about what people are thinking you're going to have to hear them say it to somebody else, which is a huge yeah. shift. So uh, that combined with, I, I I feel like everything we've said so far makes this sound like a very dry, very boring show <laughs> yeah. where nothing ever happens, which isn't true. The characters, and I, I feel comfortable using that word because like, I can remember all of them. I can remember there were, there were I don't want to reveal how many people are on the the uh, what is available on Netflix right now because I feel like there that is There are more than of, six. Yes, definitely. <laughs> uh, that's, yes. Um... I feel like they're characters. Like I can remember each and every one of them, and there's a lot of them. Yeah, because um, you find out. So when somebody enters, you find out their age, you find out their occupation, you find out if they're single or not, mm-hmm. and then what their type is. Like right this is, away, it's like the Walking Dead. Rachel made the point of it's like the three <laughs> questions they ask on Walking Dead: How many people have you killed? Yeah. Um, it's it's so like the characters are so good they're so wonderful and you're rooting for them so much i am i this is this is the god's honest truth and rachel can attest to this i cried watching this reality show (laughs) yeah because of one of the characters me too um like you want them to you want them to date right like that's a natural response and like this podcast is built on the back of like oh man these two real people on this reality show should kiss um so that's not so weird you also want them to like do good you want them to like you want them to achieve this like some of their like impossible dreams uh so much and when they do it's fucking incredible like it's kind of like to make a tie to bachelorette canada which we just finished watching and we said you know you can watch a reality show where people are decent and and still enjoy it because mm-hmm. you're rooting for them, and that's the way Terrace House is. Like you're rooting for these people, and they're easy to root for because they're like, for the most part, they're great. Like they're so great. Yeah. Um. And there's no there's no intervention. There's no producer intervention, or if there is, it is extremely close. <laughs> yeah. It's just and and to a, like to a fault sometimes because there's some episodes where just like nothing happens. It's just building up to these two are finally going to go on a date. Yeah. Um, so there's some episodes where it's just like they I don't think they got their story, right? But that just makes it so good. Well, and yeah, this is a good transition. So the other reason you're rooting for them mm. is cuz you're watching it with a panel uh who Griffin and I started referring to as our friends. Yeah, so th- <laughs> it, this is not an uh and I this is one thing where I I feel like I feel like I can say like there are a lot of Japanese TV shows where and and reality shows where there is a panel um, most of the time is sort of picture in picture in like a little corner of the screen sort of reacting to to things as they happen in the show itself. So this is not a super uncommon thing, but this was the first time where I really got the value of that yeah. because it is these it's uh it was six uh people of various sort of roles uh in the entertainment industry i don't know any of them yeah Um, we don't we don't know what they're famous for no uh i i know one of the guys uh tokue 
was is a host of some some different stuff. Yeah, they seem like very established, like either comedians or actors. There's five of them. There's uh, you, who is sort of referred to as like the the mom of the group. Yeah, a lot she's of times. the older woman on the show uh, who makes some inappropriate comments about some of the younger <laughs> <laughs> some of the younger dudes, which is really great. Uh, Raina Trindle, uh, who I think is a model. I'm yeah, not entirely sure. she's like a younger, very fashionable woman, and her role tends to be summarizing what just happened. Yeah, uh, and then there's Tokway, who's uh, they. He's the older man of the group, uh, and he's pretty hysterical. Uh, Azusa is just another super fashionable uh, yeah. comedian woman. Uh, Ryota Yamasato. I'm looking at these on Wikipedia. They never, I don't think they ever announce what their names are, or if they do, it's in like episode. They, they one. talk to each other, and so you can pick it up. But um, he's sort of like uh, this is reductive, kind of pervy uncle guy. Like he says things, and everybody just reacts to him. Like he seems you like stop. he seems like purely comedic like that that is that is his role and he is hilarious and then there's a boy there's always a boy <laughs> there's, there's two boys boy. they rotate between boys there's a boy who rachel <laughs> and i refer to as the boy prince because who we, starts out, we did not know who he was starts and he was out just the there and he was like 14 years old and he was like so what do you think boy prince he'd be like i like her very much and it's like uh, <laughs> what are you doing you like you you don't you didn't talk this episode boy prince he gets replaced with a, i think a 16 year old boy um, who's a bit more verbose, but still doesn't. Why do you think they have they have somebody from that demographic? Do you think it's just supposed to be representative? Both of, of their, their from what they watchers? said on the panel, like both of these boys are like successful in the film but, Japanese film industry. So but like just putting butts in the seats. Do you think, or do you? I mean, do you think the viewership, for example, is is that age, and so they're trying to have somebody representative? I don't know. I couldn't. I could make that's some kind bullshit. Of what I could make I some assume. bullshit up, but I really don't know. Yeah, that's kind of what I assume because yeah, it's weird. Everybody on that set is is an adult. Yes. and then there's just a teen, <laughs> just a boy. Um, the the panel. Uh, I know that was kind of long winded, like telling you who they are, but like the dynamic between this panel is fucking amazing. It is, and it's it, the the way that it is cut into the show. It always comes at a point where like. There's some awkward ass dates on this show. There are some awkward, awkward scenes because a lot of these like relationships are kind of shoehorned in together. And when they don't work out, they fail catastrophically. And Rachel and I have a hard time watching awkward television shows. And so when those dates happen, it's like, oh, my God, I need my friends. Where are my friends? Where are my (laughs) friends? And then they're there to like completely dunk on these people uh, for their bad, bad date. Occasionally, they'll make references to to characters or shows or movies that we're not familiar with. But mm. most of the time, they're just reacting in the way that we're reacting to something that just happened. And so you just feel like, oh, okay, good. I thought that was weird, but too. But when something, like, funny happens on the show, yeah. they show up and they, like, add to it. Like, it, multipl- it multiplies what happens and it affirms like your what you think about. And it also, like, as, as American viewers who don't, like, understand everything about, uh, you know, how generally how stuff works... Uh, in in Japan, like the, it adds some context. Yeah. Oh, to- and and they're very they're very aware they're very aware of the show and and the the platform. Uh, so at some point, they acknowledge that they're on Netflix. There's a whole episode where Ryota <laughs> does like little commercials for Netflix. Everything he says. <laughs> 
He's like, you know, they have a lot of other great programming. Um, but they're, yeah, they are. That's a good point. Like, they know that this show's getting out to a more global audience. And so, like, I, 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 I was not, there's no language barrier to the show. There, gen, there genuinely isn't. There were no times where I felt lost or, like, I didn't understand. Obviously, like, we watched it with subtitles. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, like, the context of, like, the humor is, it just, like, is still, it still works. There's, yeah. there's not, like... It's not, I think that there's a gross characterization of, like, Japanese TV is, like, oh, they're so, their TV shows are just so wacky. Like, they're so zany and weird. Can you believe, like, whenever you hear yeah. about, like, a, a Japanese TV show, like, like, pops up on a blog, it's like, look at this yeah. crazy thing. It's like, not that, it's just, like, uh, like, Lost in Translation is a great yeah, example. Yeah, That's not this. Yeah. It really, it really isn't. Yeah. Um, so the panel is so so spectacular and adds to the show in a really a great example. Way. Like without giving anything away, a great example. And um, Justin McElroy was just tweeting about this. Is the meat crime episode? There's an episode about the meat incident, and I don't think we should get into it here. I think we should get into but it in panel, like five minutes. The, the panel, panel adds a lot of value to that. Yes, yes, absolutely. I do. I actually want to talk specifically about that after the okay. spoiler break uh, because it's it's the best thing that happens in the whole show. Um, I think maybe we've gone about as far as we can go talking about the show generally. It is it's a show that will drip feed you good stuff. Yeah. Until something amazing happens and it is this release <laughs> that is like so it's it's pure and wonderful. It's also like if you are uh, uh like as a person who wants to get back to Japan so very badly and wants to travel and see more of Japan and who basically wants to eat Japanese food 24 hours a day, there is a bit of, like, um, tourism well, to it. Like, they, they eat and they cook so much amazing-looking food so, yeah, at their house. So that's the thing. The people that are selected for the show are generally pretty hip, it seems like. Yeah. Uh, they're either, you know, artistic or in fashion or modeling. And they're all, you know, like 18 to 30 so they seem to know all the cool restaurants and like cool clubs. And so you get to go to all these places that just look incredible. Mm. Uh, so we've enjoyed that part too. Yes. Um, okay. I think we should talk should... M- a little bit more in detail. If you thank you for joining us, we'll be back with, I don't know what we're going to talk about next week. We'll figure it out as we go. Um, uh, so yeah, so we're going to start talking about the cast in chronological and, and order and some of the moments. Well, we, I don't think we talk about it in chronological order. I think, see, first I, of all, thank you. Thank you for listening to Rose Buddies. See you later. Okay. <laughs> the thing about what I like about chronological order is that people can hop out when they hear a name. They don't That's know. That's fair. Okay. Well, let's give them, so let's if, at least give them power rankings. Can you do, can we do that? Like, cause oh, I want people to know like okay, how they, okay. how they rank up because, okay. um, We'll start with the original six. The six people who start the house. And this is this 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 should be fine for you to listen to uh, if you have Yeah, because you'll get this episode one. Uh, there is Makoto uh, Mako-chan, who is a uh, baseball player, in uh, a college baseball player, who's in his, like, last few months. Uh, and he has this, like, tale of redemption where, like, for one year he, like, slacked off and quit the baseball team. And now he's, like, working so hard to get back in his coach's good graces, which is weird because we're watching Friday Night Lights right now also. <laughs> That's the other show we've been sort of binging. And uh, there's a lot of similarities there. Yeah, so he's like a senior. In- I, yeah, it's his last... It, I don't I don't know how yeah. it works, but it's, it's his last year uh, playing baseball. And so he's trying to, like... He's trying to he's trying to work it out. He, he's, he does, he's still kind of lazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Minori, who is a model, one of... Uh, let's see, one, two, three... Four. Well, this list says four, but 
there has but to there be are more yeah uh and she is uh, she's also kind of a kind of lazy like she she uh comparatively right like compared to other folks working at the house and there's some conflict like because she has this part-time job and so she's trying to like figure out how much time she wants to spend on that and how is much time she, she wants to be a model is she the one oh she ends up in the relationship yes okay yes okay uh there's yuki uh tap is basically what everybody refers to him yeah as. on the panel on the panel they call him tap because he is a uh, tap dancer an incredible tap dancer so the best moment of his sort of role is like one of his uh last episodes and by the way now that we're after the spoiler break we can kind of talk about the fact that everybody's the the cast that you end with is there's nobody left from the cast that you start yeah with. it's a completely different Every, cast. literally I, I i was reserved in talking about that before the spoiler break but uh they they switch out so quickly that uh the, the, by the end of the season it is a completely unrecognizable cast and that's not a bad thing because it's a really great cast they end up with um but he is a tap dancer and you, for six episodes he's just kind of a he's kind of a very overbearing dude who wants to like comment on what everybody else's yeah, dreams are yeah he seems really judgy and wants everybody to be as ambitious as he is and if they're not he seems to have like a very stern reaction in episode to it. three he like makes two of the women cry because he's like your dreams are stupid yeah it's like like, wow, dude, like okay. i don't understand your dreams they don't make any but then sense in like to me. episode six or seven they go to see one of his tap shows and it is like this fucking like uh, uh, like Shyamalan like twist <laughs> because it's the best thing ever. He's like a prize winning tap yeah. dancer. It's um, it's the dopest shit ever. It is such a great like Rachel and I were just like mouth agape looking at each other <laughs> at this scene. Uh, there's Mizuki uh, who's an office worker um, who doesn't get like she doesn't get a lot of stuff. I think like she she tries to get a couple relationships. Going with a couple of the boys. Is she and... the office worker that also works as a barista? Yes. So okay. that is her. That is her other thing. But like, she's the one who tap makes cry, right? Because yes. she wants to open her own shop, and he's like, "That doesn't make. I don't understand. How would you do that? That doesn't seem like you have any plans in place." Yeah. Uh, there is uh, Tatsuya uh, or Uchi because his last name is uh, Uchihara. Uh, Uchi is a hairstylist. Oh my gosh. Who works at like the coolest looking hair salon that I guess is only open like two days a week. And he makes a really bad first impression. Uh, we saw a lot of folks like talk about like they were kind of uncomfortable because in the first episode, like, uh, uh, I think Uchi sort of leads this charge and is like, well, this is great. The women can all cook and the men can. And it's like, <laughs> oh, dude, no, that's. Uh, but he also like. Uh, he also dates all three of the women in the house. He yeah. has what's called Uchi Week uh, in one of the <laughs> early episodes uh, in which he takes each of the women on a date to like figure out who he likes, which is like bizarre, but also like one of the dates is really sweet. And then, uh, spoiler here, uh, this is the first relationship that we get out of this show is, is him and Minori. And there's some stuff that happens between those two that is so fascinating to watch, uh, including the meat incident. Which <laughs> should we just talk about the mean incident now? Well, let's finish the cast. Oh, the sixth the sixth person uh, in the original cast is Yuriko, who is a med med student um, who Tap kind of tries to date, but she uh, she's like real she's busy. really busy with med school, and also she wants to get back with her ex boyfriend, who is also a med student. Yeah. So uh, those are, those are the first six. That's who we start out with, and we get a lot of pretty wild stuff with these six. We get Uchi Week, where Uchi dates three of the women in the house in a single week. And, like, the other two dudes are also kind of pursuing 
the other there's very little jealousy in this show because there's lots of times where it's like i'm interested in this person well i'm interested in the same person well let's both date them and see what happens yeah but there's no there's no like confrontation really there's no like well it's just like oh well go for it and if she likes you better then that's just how it is there's there's some serious conversations yeah there's not confrontation like fighting there's confrontation like yes but it's as long as that that stuff stems from like when you go behind their back to like bad talk the other person who is a suitor for the person that you're into which happens which does happen a couple times um but like there's a there's a weird stoicism on both sides of the aisle. It's not just like I'm not just talking about the dudes, like the women also it start when the show starts out, everybody's into Makoto, the baseball player, uh, and they go on some dates with him and it's never like a thing. It's never like a a, a a sticking point. Nobody ever fights about it. It's just like, well, let's see what happens. Uh, which I thought was really interesting. Like uh, on, yeah. on Are You the One, it's like you looked at the person I matched with last week, so I'm going to punch you in the neck now. Yeah, it just like it makes me really wonder about how this show is built, like how it got started out, because everybody goes on and the understanding is you are going to date other people on the house. Like that's not something that, you know, most reality shows, it's like, oh, maybe that'll happen as a side effect of all of us being in the same place. This show is like, you're single, I'm single, let's go on a date. Um. Let's talk about the main incident now okay. that we've gotten through the first six. Okay. And we'll go through some. I don't, there's so many cast members. I think we should just focus on our favorites and like yeah. their best moments. Um, but of that original six, and uh, actually it was after a couple of people had shuffled out because Armon and Hikaru and um, I think Arisa were in the house at this point. There is the meat incident, which is sort of the first like truly standout moment of the show. It is a two episode dramatic arc. In which uh, Uchi, who works at this really f- slick salon, uh, there's a lot of scenes of him like cutting the other people's hair, uh, and he's fucking great at it. Like he's a very, very good. Which somebody will like come back from work and they'll have like this fresh haircut, and they'll be like, "Oh yeah, you know they swung by Uchi's place." Uh, but he gets this really fancy wagyu beef uh, from a client who kind of came to his salon and like shipped it across the country to him as a gift. And uh, at this point, him and Minori are dating. Uh, the the model uh, who's in the original six are dating, and they've been in a relationship for a bit, and it's really cute. Well, they have kind of a weird relationship. It's a weird relationship though. because they're both extremely quiet and s- somewhat passive aggressive towards each other. Yeah. Um, but it's like the first sort of romantic payoff that you get in the whole show, and so I, f- I feel like I was attached to it because of that. Um, but Minori, uh, while while he is at work, Minori's like, "Oh, we don't have any food in the fridge. Let's eat his fancy gift steaks." <laughs> And so they cook it up, and and her and a couple of the other guys in the house eat all his fancy Wagyu beef. And then he comes home and is so pissed off. Yeah, he's devastated. Um, and explains, like, that client is, like, important to him and sent him the meat as a gift and sent, like, a letter explaining how to cook the meat and how to eat the meat properly. <laughs> and so his, his Minori is, like, apologizing, and he's not having any of it. And... It's like a whole big thing. And the best part about this is the panel's reaction to it because they just drag this. They, they drag everybody, but especially Uchi, who gets so upset that his, his, his special meat got eaten. Now, I'm 100% on his side on this. If I got some fancy steaks yeah. and you ate all of it, I yeah. love you and I want you to be nourished, but that, that dog won't hunt. Yeah. No, it's it's... Funny because I think on most reality shows when this happened, it would be over dramatized 
And on this one, the panel actually makes fun of the fact that it has become so dramatic. They do this thing a lot where they talk about scenes that they want to happen, which yeah. is an interesting <laughs> thing. Like they're talking about it like it is a scripted show, but it, it it's obviously it isn't. Um, and so they, they talk about they want this confrontation between Uchi and Minori. Uh, where Uchi is like a like a jealous lover almost like did you cook the meat with oil you didn't need to there was a fatty cut of meat um and it was like they keep going on and on and on about how this process could be how this this scene could be this huge dramatic flare up which is sometimes I mean they're kind of right because it does turn into like a huge deal in the house so much so that it carries over into a second episode and it's just it's symptomatic of the other problems that I feel like uh minori and uchi have which is like they just they don't communicate well they don't want the same thing no and this is just an example of like him being feeling disrespected so this ends with her uh getting shot down by him he's like i'm too angry to talk to you right now and then like he's he's like sulking for like a couple days and doesn't hang out with everybody else and some folks try to come and talk to him and it culminates in this scene where he it, it, Minori goes to see him and he like breaks down in tears which is like not there's also not a lot of like raw emotion like that there's there's not a lot of like crying uh on that well I guess there is a little bit but uh Uchi is this sort of silent stalwart dude and he breaks down in tears over this meat but he explains like it was oh it's just so much other stuff and it's been so stressful living and uh, I feel like you and I don't talk anymore and yeah. I'm worried about us and like this meat incident turns into like a very serious conversation that they both walk away from with like an even better relationship and it's weirdly like it resolves in a really sweet really tender way yeah it's it, it, so like it's kind of a perfect example of like, oh, this is a this is a charming this is a charming little uh, kerfuffle that they've gotten themselves in. Oh no, like this is actually a big oh, deal, and you then know it what? turns into like something cute. That reminds me. Uh, so the other thing that uh, we get introduced to through Uchi and Minori is uh, the Japanese style room. Yeah, right? so there's like a room in their they're house the, that they did not know about. They're the first couple. It's 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 kind of like a boom boom room. <laughs> If you think about it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it is a Japanese style room in that it's Which just means like, like the, 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 uh, what the, the mats like right on the floor that you sleep on. And yeah, it's uh, not th- like their, their other rooms are, there's like a three bunk bed situation. Well, well, I mean, there's two on the ground and then one sort of positioned, uh, up above the two other ones. And that's what the boys room and the girls room looks like. Um, but and, this is a room designed for like a couple to sleep in. Right. Yeah. Um, and so since they're the first official couple, they go into the room. Yes. Um, and, and, and it's it's because the show is, I don't want to say prudish, but is very conservative. Yeah. Uh, again, again, compared to any, compared any, to real any world. show, we, literally yeah. any show we've ever talked about on this podcast. Before. Yeah. Uh, and, and so it's interesting that they're like, all right, this is the room where you get to go be a couple and do the things that couples do. Yeah. Um, which it turns on a dime like so, yeah. like it is very much like did you hold her hand on this date yes i did and then once they're in a relationship all all bets are off like yeah. hey y'all fuck y'all fucking today <laughs> um you know what i was just thinking about about the i was thinking about the panel and how great it is is that sort of like like in uh, america like i feel like we've only just started doing that with like talking dead 
And like, I mean, that's sort of Chris Hardwick's whole like uh, yeah. industry. It's like the after show. But this is simultaneous. It's a during show, right? Yeah. I guess we're kind of in that category too, right? Like, there are people who listen to this and get the same stuff out of this for The Bachelor and Bachelorette that we get out of the panel where it's like, you know, pe- yeah. people talking about like Although reaffirming your things. And- you wouldn't just watch the panel. You know, like people just listen to our show without watching anything. I wish we could do it simultaneously. I wish we could do it somehow a simultaneous Rose Buddies episode while. I, oh, I can't. The logistics of that are a lot. Yeah, it's yeah. too stressful. <laughs> um, so that was the meat incident. We can't describe it in a way that is going to be good. But like the panel's reaction to it. Rachel and I watched that the, our first day as parents. We were uh, we were in, at the hospital just sort of like curled up in her hospital bed with the iPad in our lap watching the meat incident <laughs> episode. And just I felt bad for you because like you were recovering, and, like <laughs> cracking up laughing at the meat incident. <laughs> Because uh, it's such a, it was such a weird like thing for everybody in the house to get embroiled <laughs> in this huge fight about that turned into like a really really sweet, uh, like makeup. Like oh man, so good. <laughs> you just want to hit some of our faves. Let's talk about some of our favorite people and like some of the best. Like should we do? Here, I I kind of want to do like a top three boys. Like who's the best boys? Who's the favorite? Who's your favorite hottest boys? You know, freshest boys. Who's like funny and like cute. Oh, is he waking up? Oh, no. Oh, God. No, he's okay. Okay. Um, number three boy. Oh, number three. Who's your number three boy? And I feel like we should come to a consensus. I'll say this. He was a late from me. You know who my number three boy is? Who? And we can talk about this, because this is another relationship. Is it Armand? Uh, no, God. He ranks so much higher than that, and you should know that. Okay. Uh, Yuki. Yuki. Then, but then again, he was like one of the last people to show up. So we are getting into like super spoiler territory. Yeah. There's a boy named Yuki. He's very good. Let's talk about Armon because like he's the next, he's actually the next person that comes into the house. So Armon, oh, this is helpful. The Wikipedia page lists how many episodes he was on. All of them. <laughs> um, I, okay. This is, this, this is, this won't give anything away. So the least number of episodes that a person was on is eight. Armand was on 36 episodes. Hell yeah. So my dude Armand is, uh, I believe, uh, half Iranian, half Japanese dude from Hawaii. Yeah. So uh, whenever a new character is introduced, you get this like sequence of like uh, shots from behind them or like below their neck. So you can't see them until they are revealed when they walk into the house for the first time. Uh, and so he's having a conversation in English um, in, with some of his friends in Hawaii, like sitting on a beach. Um he is an aspiring firefighter. Yeah. Um, and he just, he just doesn't leave. A lot of folks will, if they get shot down in a relationship that they pursue or they have trouble sort of making progress in with their uh, career or their dream or whatever, they say. Or if I'm, it becomes clear that they're not going to match with anybody in the house. Yes. Then they say, well, I've had fun here, but I've gotten everything I'm going to get out of this. So I'm going to bounce. My dude. Armand is like, I'm good here. Like, this is a dope setup. This is a nice ass house in like one of the most expensive cities in the world that I don't yeah. have to pay for. Uh, and yeah. it's sick. And I don't have to, I, I'm, you know, he doesn't work for some of the time, although he gets a job at like a landscaping his, place. His very first episode, he shows up and he's got this very specific, valuable skill, which is that he is bilingual. He can, he can speak English. And so, trilingual. He speaks, uh, I think, Farsi too. Oh, yeah. And so he shows up and, and is like, <laughs> I'm, 
I'm going to... I completely forgot about this. First episode, goes on an interview, says, I'm going to teach English. And everyone's like, that makes a lot of sense. That's a really marketable skill. So there's a scene, they filmed him going in for this interview. And then like later in the episode, he's down in the game room with the other boys. And they're like, how did it go? He's like, oh, I didn't get the job. And it's never brought up again. He (laughs) He, never, ever tries to do this thing again. It makes it seem like there is only one place in which to do this. And he doesn't get that job. So he just doesn't do it. He's there to party. And he is, he's really, he's a funny, like, very, very, very charming dude. Um, but it's its just interesting that everybody, everybody else leaves. Everybody else is like, ah, I think I'm, I think I've, I think I've gotten everything I want to get out of this. So I'm going to go. Armand just doesn't leave. Armand is there for the rest of the season. And that means like the whole, you know him so well by the end of it. Like, I love this dude. And all I wanted was for him to have a girlfriend. Uh, I just because he tried more than any other person who who is in the show. He dates so many people and gets shot down so many times. Yeah, uh, he has a uh, a really great date with uh, Arisa, who's the next woman that comes into the house. She is a she's a, a hat a hatter. There's a word for a person who make, uh, who makes hats. Do you know it's like a fancy word? Oh, oh babe, uh, you know haberdasher. A haberdasher. Is that right? I think so. Uh, they, and, and he tries to date her and it seems like it's going well. Uh, and he has like, he goes to some party and gets really drunk and is hungover and forgets the next morning while he's super hungover (laughs) that they were supposed to go on this date at an amusement park. And so this poor dude and this poor woman go on this date where Armand is like sneaking off to barf every hour. Uh, it is, it's so, but it's so funny. That's what was so funny. So you can tell like us as the viewer, we're watching this date happen and we can tell he's not feeling well, but we only find out that he has been sick like six times because he gets back and he's telling his housemate about it. And he's like, Oh man, he's like, I had to keep running to that bathroom. And like, this is something I want to like stress about like why I enjoy this show so much is when this dude got woken up by his date to go and he was hung over and still went to the amusement park and was like barfing the whole time I'm watching this. I'm thinking like, I can't fucking wait to hear what my friends have to say about this. And sure enough, the panel comes in <laughs> and just like opens up on this dude. They're, they're really for a long time. They're really hard on Armand because he is the exception and that he, he does not have a specific goal. You find out at the end that like you just he he gets a job at this landscaping company and you see like two scenes of him working, but he's actually working there like the whole time and uh and he and he, like for example he enters the show as a, a aspiring firefighter and the reason I laughed is that that never never comes, comes up. up. <laughs> it's also a weird thing like just go to f- firefighter school, I guess. Well, yeah, it's a weird thing to travel to Japan. Yeah, to um, be a firefighter in Hawaii. Here's the thing, dude. Like. <laughs> I if if I was offered obviously not now but if I was a, if I was Armand's age and I was like come to Japan what's your dream and it's like I'll make up a well, dream he if he also, means I get to live in Japan for a bit so part of the reason that he is fluent in Japanese is that he lived the first ten years of his life right, yes. in Japan um so yeah he knows the the lay of the land a bit um but Ar- Armand's just great Armand is. I think Armand is great because he is the he's your constant. At first, I thought he was kind of a bum. Like I just I felt like he was kind of mooching off of the experience mm-hmm. um, in a way that nobody else was. It wasn't until the very end of the show where I like wanted so badly. Again, <laughs> the last five episodes, something crazy happens to Armand, and then like, and then things get good for the boy. His in like 
Ah, we were cheering. We were we li- <laughs> we just finished it today. We were or last night. We were cheering for this dude. Yeah. Like I I I've I've never been rooting for somebody. Uh, I rooted for Armand more than anybody else in the house because he had the uh, most. He had the most to gain, I guess. Griffin looked him up on Instagram. I'm following that on Instagram. <laughs> he might listen. I don't know. No, probably not. We could get. I will. Somebody will tweet at him. <laughs> um, Armand, like I've never rooted for anybody like that on a reality show before mm-hmm. because like he goes through some shit on this show and he's such a nice dude and he's there for so long that you get to know him and you see him fail in all of these different relationships and you just want it to work out for him so bad. I've never felt that like empathy for somebody on a reality show before. And the reason that it works is because I bought into it 100% because there's no, there's no, um, interventions from from the people making the show and so the things that happen on the show you just accept wholesale like this is real like these two people are dating they're really dating they're not dating for like the show and they weren't forced together by some by some producer like these two are dating nobody makes them date nobody picks the location for them nobody sets rules around the number of dates or how long you know you have to make something work it's all on them so if they go on a date and it's not good they just don't go on any more dates so this is actually the second run this 46 episode run uh boys and girls in the city is actually the second uh, of the Terrace House saga. The first, I don't know anything about because it's not uh, subtitled anywhere uh, or available, really, to to watch anywhere. Um, but it also ran for a while as well. Uh, and we should also mention, because we haven't talked about it, there's a third run uh, called Aloha State yeah. that takes place in Hawaii uh, that is supposed to start airing. Uh, if you don't live in America, I think some of our Canadian listeners, lucky you, I think you can actually start watching it in real time right now. I've seen that from some yeah. Canadian Rose Buddies fans. America, I think we're getting it in January. I'm waiting with bated breath. Yeah. Uh, but of as long as long as this show has been running, only like five relationships have come out of it. Most folks just leave. And they don't, they don't find romance or happiness in the house at all. So it's not like something that's just like a guarantee. So like, I don't know, man. When it happens, it's just really good. Armand uh, is the best. So my number two is Yuki. Yuki's really great. And yeah. Yuki, Yuki is the last boy that comes in the house, so I don't want to talk too much about it. I don't want to talk, no matter what, I don't want to talk about the last five episodes because they're too good to spoil for anybody even accidentally. Yeah. But he's just a good boy. And we can talk about his, you want to tell him what the, his career is? Oh, so so we've seen a tap dancer. We see a ballerina at one point, and then Yuki comes in, and Yuki is also a dancer. Mm-hmm. Um, and an important thing is that when somebody comes on the show, you don't see their intro in the title sequence until after they've entered. So when he enters, we don't know anything about him. And the cast is asking him, like, oh, what kind of dance do you do? Because at this point, they've seen a couple dancers go through. And he starts talking about crumping. He's a crumper. And he, he talks about some... how his dream is to be in the background of a Chris Brown video, which is a, such a weird sentence to say. Yeah. Um, and he's he is... There are a couple times in this show... He also show, works at a burger restaurant. He works at a burger restaurant, yes. Yeah. He's, a, he's, a, he's a very good boy. There's a couple times in this show where just the array of personalities that are in the house at a, at a given time, things kind of stagnate. There's a really bad dip in the middle, and it's still good TV. It's still, like, fun to watch. But there's times where, like, the cast is really close. And I yeah. love watching, like, genuine friendships get made. That's actually one of my favorite things about Bachelor and Bachelorette is when they, you know, when you, when you get that uh, Jade and Carly, like, friendship. Real, like, 
I like watching people become friends, and this this is a show where that happens a lot of times, but there's certain times where things stagnate a bit, and people don't really talk when they have problems, and they're just not, they just don't interact with each other very much, and then somebody will come into the house and, like, put the put the issues up on the table. I'm talking specifically about Natsumi here, uh, who's a very controversial figure in the yeah. show. I liked her. Rachel did not. I did not. But she got up in the mix, and Yuki does the same thing, where he's like, hey, this thing sucks. Let's all talk about it, or else we're not going to, like, pull through. We're not going to be friends. There's certain people who are like, I want us to be friends after we leave this house. Let's, let's stop being polite and start getting real. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine... Anybody on this season saying the cliche, I'm not here to make friends? No. I feel like that's they all... Said, that's the, if you're not there, leave. That's the only they thing. They are all here. literally there to make friends. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so Yuki does that. And he also, like... He's also a great dude. Oh, another one of his arcs is that he's trying to date uh, one, of the, one of the women in the house, uh, but is having trouble passing his driver's test. Yeah. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. He's, he's like... He's real funny... Uh, and sweet, and he has this kind of flirtation with one of the women, um, and he it's just adorable to watch. There's a we also learned that there's a little magnetic oh, chevron yeah. like uh, sticker thing that you have to put on the front and back of your car for the first year that you're a driver in Japan. Yeah, when he finally gets his license, they show him getting in the car and putting these decals on the car. Which we found out you have to do when you get your license. I feel like that's one of like dozens of little things that like because I, I we studied a lot about Japan before we went. I put together like a fifty page document that was like sort of our travel guide, and I took a Pimsleur class in the like, uh, and and basically that just amounted to me like being able to say like I would like two seats at this restaurant and two beers, please. Uh, I I I didn't even approach fluency, but like I feel like I learned a lot about. Um, not so much Japanese culture, but stuff like that, and also like uh, com- conversation, not 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 the language itself, but like how it works, just from watching the show. Um, but yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Why don't we do that in America? I guess we have the student driver flag that we put up when they're like learning, but like it's crazy to think like, well, I passed one test, I'm good to go forever. Yeah, that you can't identify on the road who yeah. is brand new. Um, yeah, Yuki's good. He comes in at the end, so let's not spoil. Do you want to talk about our number one? I mean, I'm sure it's the same person, right? Han- Hansan. Wait, Hansan. So Hansan is the only person that comes... To- his name is... Uh, uh, San is obviously the honorific. He's Yuto Honda, but every... I mean, I think his real name is said once. Yeah, uh, everybody calls him Hansan. The- which is another, like, everybody has nicknames. So that was actually one thing that I had a hard time... Uh, I feel I, I even feel like I understand how, like, those honorifics, like San and, and Chan and stuff like that work, but, like... Rico, there's a girl named Rico that they called Rico Pin, and I didn't understand. I didn't understand that, and it makes it hard because essentially, like, they have two names, kind of. Yeah, and when, you, I mean, and when you don't speak the language, like, it can be yeah. kind of tough to keep. It yeah, that's. I think a lot of people that maybe tried to watch this show but bailed had difficulty because I know I did. When you first start watching, it's hard to keep everybody straight uh, and get used to the pacing of the show because it's so unfamiliar. Um, but. I, I promise you, like, it, there, I'm so bad with names. There are c- characters on this show who I never really learned their name, and I still enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Hansan is the only person that comes into the house with a significant other. 
He has a girlfriend. He is not. Well, he doesn't bring her. Didn't bring her. But he's he. Everybody he else is, in the house single and not, ready to yeah. mingle. He is not. He has ready. a girlfriend, and so the whole and he is an architect, and he is a very busy man. And he wants to go to graduate school overseas. He is building like the a, a front facade for a cafe in Tokyo. He has all of these little projects, but he's always hunched over his computer working. Uh, it, it, but it takes the again. I mentioned those two things that everybody's there to do, which is date and chase their dreams. He has one of those is not happening for him. He he leaves the house and still is in a relationship with his his girlfriend. Um, so it's not like there's any drama there. Uh, he is not this romantic conquest. Instead, he is like he is this leader of the house. Yeah, he's like a guardian angel almost. Where like um, he's in there with a fairly uh, he was in there with a, a in that dip I was talking about where like everybody was kind of immature and uh not not the best uh, arrangement of cast members that yeah, there were like like nobody seemed to really know how to take care of themselves like nobody could cook nobody would clean uh they would kind of bicker with each other and he would just drop these wisdom bombs there are countless countless scenes yeah where my favorite is is the conversation with arman which one the one where they're all talking about their ambitions mm-hmm. and he's talking, oh, God. he's talking to Armand who, you know, we know is, is supposedly wants to be an aspiring firefighter. Uh, and Hansan is like, I don't know that that's really what you want or really what makes sense for you. He's like, you're not, you're not supposed to be a firefighter. You're just supposed to be happy. Like he says stuff like that, that makes it sound like are, you're reading this off of something. <laughs> yeah. He is impossibly eloquent. And, Every like every time anybody has any problem, you just see like you, the, it'll, the camera will cut like the scene will cut to him like in the kitchen working on his laptop, and you'll see like uh, you'll see like uh, Arisa walk in, and you'll be like, oh, Arisa's about to get a spoonful of wisdom, and, and it's it's all so he's the sweetest dude. The, the episode best. the episode where Griffin and I both cried involves him. Yeah, when it all we can, I mean, everybody else does. He he leaves at a certain point in his departure, like weeping, weeping, yeah, weeping. Us and the panel and like everybody. The panel loves him. Like everybody, everybody <laughs> on the panel wants to marry Hansan. At first, I didn't buy into the hype because oh, babe, there was so much hype, and and I just felt like he's not there to date. You know, he he doesn't seem particularly like interested in being part of the house and i was just like i don't know that i buy into him being this like really cool character but by the end fucking rules for sure he's got a studio yeah uh the uh atelier is that why i i I was gonna say that word but i feel like i was gonna screw it up yeah it's like his his workshop where he does his architect stuff just so fucking cool yeah oh and him and arisa collaborate that's it a couple times like people are like i'm working on oh yeah arisa is uh, having this uh uh show for her gallery yeah and he's like okay well let me design a display stand for you that's another thing like we, we talked about like uh, how you're either there to help other people date or to help them achieve their dreams. For a couple of them, especially Arisa, is is the the tab, tabard, haberdasher. Haberdasher is nothing. <laughs> uh, and she puts on this show, and like, there's so many scenes of like Hansan designing these display stands and people coming to her like uh, the the place where she's doing the show and like painting the walls and like building these stands yeah. for. Her. Like everybody is so kind to each other. Yeah. For the most part. There are some there's some kerfuffles. I'll admit it. 
there's some fights that happen from time to time, time to time. Um, but it never, it, nothing ever gets out of hand. They always want to resolve it. There's always a push. Whenever anybody has a disagreement, there is a push to get resolution. And what's great about Hansan is like when the fights become, there's Natsumi who I brought up and Rachel's not a fan of and I, I still like her. There were a, like, she had a, a few like f- kind of kerfuffles in a row and it would always end with Hansan just like flying in like Batman and just be like, here's what I think. Of, here's where I think the communication breakdown's happening. Yeah. You just fix it. Natsume, my problem with her, so she is she lacks some social skills, which obviously that's just a reality for some people, you know, and it seems like she actually has like a real problem connecting with people, you know, and I, and I get that. Um, but she, I feel like she also kind of uses that to her advantage. She yeah, kind sure. of plays it up. Anytime she gets called on something that could be construed as, you know, antagonistic or, um, you know, I don't know, unfeeling. She's just always like, oh, well, I, I mean, what should I, should I not have said something? Should I, should I not have been honest or, you know, am I supposed to pretend, you know? And I just felt like you're, you're playing it up, lady. You know what you're sure. doing. But I will say she is also like that type of person that I talked about. A really great example of this is her and Minori were in the house at the same time. Minori is the model who was in the house first, um, who was dating Uchi and they didn't get along because, uh, Natsumi made fun of their relationship because they were constantly having these little passive aggressive fights. Um, and so there were like, there were some conflicts in the house because of that. And she made everybody sit down and was like, we're all being super polite to each other. And that is no way for us to like live together for as long as we're going to live together. Cause we're just going to be walking on eggshells. Yeah. And so they have this like agonizing conversation that was really hard to watch. And then by the time that she leaves her and Minori are like best buds. And there's, yeah. like, this huge, tearful goodbye. Like, the friendships that form in this show and the relationships that form in this show, like, are so, like, I don't know. They're 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 tested and, like, really, really, they're just so great. I, I, we've, I think we're, we're probably, I don't know what else there is really to talk about. Yeah, um, like, this, this stuff that Griffin and I saw at the end is very dramatic and it's tempting to talk about, but... I, 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 I don't want to ruin I it for know, you. Watch the, watch the show. Please, God, watch the show. <laughs> it's my favorite show of the year. A lot of people were watching Westworld last night. We were watching the finale of this show because it's it it was it's soothing. It's it's it is mm-hmm. it was soothing at a time where things for us are not even remotely soothing. Yeah. Um. It is it is Justin called it a spa day for your emotions. Is I think is an <laughs> accurate way to put it. But like it is also this ideal of the show that I have been talking about on this podcast for a while, where it's like you don't need. All, you don't need a bunch of bullshit. You don't need a bunch of like scripted bullshit. You don't need a bunch of like artificial fights. You don't need two rivals built yeah, on the back of or nothing. Or people that chosen up... specifically because they're terrible. Right. You don't need. You don't need. You don't need things that you put in a show because you think like this. Ha- this has to be like there has to be a villain. There has to be a villain. You don't need that stuff. Like, and I, I'm going to get super preachy here for a bit, but I feel like when people started doing reality shows, it was like. We've moved so far away from what that ideal was. Like, this is just real people just like us, just doing their stuff. And we're just really looking and seeing what's going on here. Yeah. I think especially that was like the the design of real world when it started out, which is why we make, keep making this comparison. But like, yeah. Bachelor don't do that no more. It's not like, I cannot watch, and I still love this show, and we're going to talk about it very soon, January 3rd. Nick Vial, what's he up to? Uh, I can't watch it without seeing the angles. 
because yeah. they're because they're not it's not hard to see like come on like there's gonna be a villain there's gonna be a bunch of this artificial bullshit and maybe bachelor's not the best show to talk about because it is a completely different beast from what from what terrace house is but like it is so refreshing to watch a show where it's just like people living their lives and whatever happens is is real and maybe it's not explosive and maybe stuff doesn't happen every episode but when it does it the payoff for that is it's un, this show has created a void for me now that nothing else i don't think is gonna fill because there, there is no other show i've watched like terrace house where it's like you know this 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 friendship that just happened is is real because it you know wasn't there was no staging to it. This this relationship that happened took so long to get to and is so good because it seems like it seems so authentic. Yeah. And I don't think it's I, I, I think I would enjoy the show. Obviously, like I'm a I, I like Japan and and um, there, that was certainly a reason why I enjoyed it. But like I would enjoy it no matter where it was. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, and we'll we'll figure that out once they do the Hawaii season. Yes. Although they, they it will still I be i believe japanese speaking castmates and i assume uh, so um so yeah that's a good point like that that will that'll show that, us that I mean, will not be that, a thing in january not but, that hawaii is like you know some bland place no that, it's gonna be dope <laughs> yeah. as fuck but like it's not the reason why this show works is because it is reserved and that's not that's not i mean i guess that's maybe a japanese thing but it's I like just, it's just a it's just it is the opposite of of these like these I crazy staged realities. I can't shows. let go of the difference the lack of confessionals make. Like I think that is a big part of it. It takes you out of the like when it cuts to a person just talking into a camera, first of all, the whole time I'm thinking like, did this happen before this fight happened? Or did this happen after? Are they being coached into sounding worse than they, you know, because we watch a lot of Bachelor Bachelorette where people will say despicable things on those one-on-ones. Yeah. And and you'll think, like, did they get led to say that? Or is that actually how they felt? Mm-hmm. And I feel like, or, or they have opportunities to contradict themselves or to talk trash about other contestants. That very well could have happened in Terrace House. You know, but since it doesn't exist, we don't, you know, we, we just take it at face value. It's a weird, like, the show shifts perspective when you when you do that. Where it's like, yeah. I'm going to comment on the thing that you're watching right now. Like, you don't need to. I am also, I'm also watching it. There's a better way to get that information yeah. out there. Maybe that's not a good, like, in Bachelor, like, The Bachelor has to do that stuff, I feel like. And The Bachelor has to do that stuff because, yeah. like, setting up the scene. Like, we're in Hawaii and having a great time i'm really excited to go on these dates but like i totally get i totally totally get what you're saying like it, yeah it, i mean think about like if after lauren b went on a date with ben she came back to the room and we watched her have a conversation with her bunk mates about how the date went that's that would set a very different that. tone yeah yeah and I what mean, if and what if that after after paradise or whatever the after show is happened intercut with the with the rest of the show live no, that probably wouldn't be. Yeah, hard. that'd be hard to do. But um, but yeah, I I love the panel so much. I can't imagine watching the show without the panel. They get really horny at the end, <laughs> inexplicably. Yeah, the 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 show is so reserved, and so then it's funny to cut to the panel and have them like talk very explicitly about like like all sorts of things. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, that's Terrace House. That's Terrace House. I don't know that this was our most like uh, expo- explosive hysterical episode See, of Rosebuddy. This Buddies is ever. people. People, I think, a lot of times ask us to do shows or do episodes about shows we love. Right. Like, oh, wouldn't it be great if you if Griffin and Rachel did this show? When we love a show. It, it, we get into book report territory. Like, yeah. We're not doing that thing that I talked about. We're, we are not the panel in this episode. We are fucking like huge fans who like don't understand everything about the 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 show, but like fucking love it so much. This is a paid Netflix advertisement. Like it's so good. If you know anybody at Netflix, please get them to put the first run of Terrace House. Like the fact that I have a month where I don't have new Terrace House is terrifying to me. It's terrifying. <laughs> There's there's our first joke of the episode. <laughs> um, so what do we so so yeah so that's all we're gonna do for Terrace House at least until Aloha comes out. You know we're gonna get crazy of an Aloha. <laughs> uh, so what are we doing next week? Well, I mean we have a couple suggestions. Oh yeah, what, 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 were, what were the suggestions? One Great su- American Baking Show. No, we have to stick to dating. That's our- da- there might be dating that happens on like hey Great uh, Pie. Let's let's French. That's French. <laughs> That's a good biscotti. Come here. Touch mouths. I would like to talk about the co-host of that show that isn't Mary Berry. Oh, yeah. No, I don't even remember his name. I it's, don't either. It's he, not Paul Hollywood. It sure as fuck ain't Paul. You know what? It actually looks like a dude that the, <laughs> would have the name Paul Hollywood. It does. Because he's got like a lot of um, uh, Ed Hardy uh, wardrobe <laughs> and a little goatee and black spiky hair. Uh, so, yeah. So, at least for the next couple of weeks, we're going to stick to shows that we don't have to take notes on. Uh, so, we've gotten some suggestions to do an episode on our love. Ah. Uh. To specifically talk about how we got together. That could be fun. That would be a short one, I feel like. That'd be an easy one to knock out. Just be like... That makes that makes our relationship sound uncomplicated. It was. It was just like, what's up? What's up? You can do this thing? And you were like, yeah. And then you got me pregnant. <laughs> a real junior situation. It was a real junior sitch. A lot of tubes. Uh, another thing I've thought about is just talking about the Bachelor, Bachelorette, like, franchise generally. Um... But I don't know if that yeah, would be... I wouldn't know what to talk about. Well, one thing that you and I floated was we go back and we watch the first season. Of yeah, Bachelor, which it's is up on, on ABC. On, oh, is it? I thought it was on Hulu. No, I think it's on ABC. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, so we're probably going to stick with this, like, we're not going to go episode by episode because we've only got a few weeks left until the new season. Mm. So I think we're going to do some... some big and I think recaps. maybe the last episode before, uh, the last episode in December, maybe we do a preview? Yes. Preview app? 30 women, y'all. 30. 30. 30 women. 30. 3 zero. Nick will be choosing between 30 women. XXX. That's, that's, that's historic, right? That's the most ever. It is historic, yes. Not just for this show. <laughs> for our nation? For our world. For history and time and stuff. <laughs> for our civilization. It is, it is momentous. Mm-hmm. Nick, don't drop this ball. Nick's totally going to drop the fucking ball, isn't he? Well, I mean, what do you mean by that? What is he's dro- just gonna step in it? <laughs> what does dropping the ball mean? He's just really gonna goof it up, isn't he? Thirty women? No way. No way. Um. Yeah. So we're looking forward to that. Yeah. Oh, for those of you that are wanting to do a fantasy league, um, we recommend therosereckoner.com. dot com. Mm-hmm. It was made by our fan Drew Davidson, who uh, put together a a website for people to use. 
which we may use this this time ourselves because it's so much easier than keeping yeah, score on pieces of paper. Um, uh, yeah, it's fun if you've never done a, a league with us. This will be what? This will be like the two year anniversary or the one year anniversary when we start next season because we started with Ben. At the we beginning. did start with Can Ben. Can you believe that? We haven't even been doing this show a year yet. Yeah. That's bonkers to me. <laughs> We've covered so much ground. Like, do you remember when we were talking about like, please marry my boy? That was uh-huh. this year. I know. That is, that's crazy. 2016 was a wild one for us. Yeah. You know, we have this, this new co-host. He didn't add a whole lot. No, well, he's like the boy prince on Terrace House. He's the boy prince of, of Rose Buddies. You all should see the fancy coat he's wearing. He is wearing a very fancy coat. Also, he's in three very popular movies. Three box office chart toppers. He's waking up. We got, oh God, babe, we got to end, we got to end the episode. Oh God, babe, quick. Um, please watch Terrace House. It's important to me. I won't talk to you unless you do. Whoa. That's it. That's where it is. Travis literally started watching it because Justin and I made a bunch of Terrace House references on my Bim Bam today. We talked about the Omu Rice. Oh my god, that's so good, guys! See, this is gonna be this is gonna be rose place. We're gonna be talking about fucking Nick's season of Bachelor. And we're gonna be like, <laughs> remember the Omen Rice? <laughs> and if you don't, if you don't get it, then like it is it is the codex through which you will translate Dan Brown style our fucking podcast. From this <laughs> I'm just point hesitant on. to be so assertive because it is 46 episodes, 30 minute long episodes. That's 23 hours. <laughs> <laughs> The way you said that. So like, Rachel, time. it's not a big deal. We had a baby. In the last two weeks, we had a baby, and almost one of those whole days, we spent <laughs> watching this show. Um, We're really hoping, though, that our baby is now bilingual. Yeah, it was it was immersion, language immersion. I almost said language immersion therapy. That's not what it's called. <laughs> um, it's also, we. I mean, it's tough. It's not even an easy show to watch. With a baby because we have to read the subtitles. I kept oh doing gosh, this thing where I'd like get on my, com- I'd be watching it and like hanging out with you and watching it, and I'd like get on my computer real quick and I'd look up and I'd be like, oh, I have no fucking idea what's going on. <laughs> I know Oops. that kept happening. I'd be looking down uh, at Henry because I'd be feeding him, and then I would look up and I would have no idea where we were. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we had to rewind like a lot, <laughs> especially that panel. That panel moves fast. Yeah. Um, please watch Sarah's house. We'll let you know in the Facebook group what we're going to do for next week. So keep an eye out there. And thank you all for sticking with us last week while we were out. And thank you all again for all the very, very kind gifts. I cannot stress this enough. Like, it means a lot. And we are so set up now because our nursery is just stocked with with all your your kindness. So thank you. Oh, here we go. Oh, he's getting hungry. Okay. Uh, Oh, I heard him poop. (laughs) This kid poops like a train. Uh, I don't remember how we end the show. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening. I'm Griffin McElroy. I'm Rachel McElroy. When you're ready. Final rose. Stay with us on this journey of joy. Spoiler alert. She ends up with Soldier Boy. Right, Jesus. <laughs>